episode 30 i want to highlight a few points from the story i narrated in the previous episode these were thoughts questions i had when i read the story may occur to somebody very fleetingly and they may have missed it and it is relevant to the broader perspective to existence that we are trying to form through these conversations my question was that if the whole universe is established in lord vishnu and so is brahma because he was born out of the navi kamal then how can brahma create a hiranyagarbha free of lord vishnu if not then why would he then invite the lord to come to his rescue and the lord would enter the hiranyagarbha and inhabit it completely why would all of that happen of course uh, here we are talking about initial days of uh, creation before the universe the way we know it even existed so the vishnu we are talking about is the virat roop i don't know how to translate virat roop into english so virat roop before the physical universe was created so how is it possible and then it dawned upon me that avidya ignorance is darker than even ego itself so the sequence is like this maya's weapon is ego and ego's weapon is unawareness avidya and avidya or unawareness is so dark that nothing not even lord vishnu can exist there till he is invited to do so so it's a <laughs> pocket of consciousness where without invitation even the gods can't enter if you look at human life if you look at many of us we live life like that don't we we live in a bubble where good can't enter so unless you invite your lords in unless you invite your gods in unless you invite lord vishnu they can't enter your darkness your bubble of unawareness it is impermeable it is sheer hell so bhakti yoga is all about inviting the gods and the goddesses inviting your deities inviting all the supreme powers inviting the divine into your bubble of ignorance bubble of darkness bubble of egocentrism so all the prayers the homa havana yagya they all denote this invitation there is no home that starts without an avahanam so you invite all the gods why do you invite all the gods it's not like they are not there i have asked this question so many times it sounded so illogical to me <laughs> if that is true then how can this be true if it is true that god exists everywhere then why invite him or her or it why panchopachar why 16 upachars 
where is the point we invite them bathe them offer them send send <laughs> dress them up then feed them where is the point in doing all this well the only point is that you are inviting your deities into your bubble of darkness bubble of unawareness bubble of avidya and you are <laughs> pleasing them by offering those things that will please you that is what you are doing bhakti yoga i am also tempted to talk a little more about the trinity in vedic tradition there are so many stories which are uh, counterintuitive contrary even controversial there are sects that follow vishnu there are sects that follow shiva and they are constantly in an argument with each other fighting with each other who's better now the fact is we human beings only need a reason to fight we just need a reason it could be any damn thing <laughs> our animal instincts are so strong that we can perceive anything and everything to be a threat to our uh, territoriality and we can go to war so we haven't spared our gods and goddesses as well and because of that there are tons of misconceptions i am sure many of us prefer to be agnostic than try to understand because all this is a never ending subject and the more number of people you speak to the more misconceptions they might spread i am not an authority but i am only trying to give you my perspective the way i see it which helps me to be more one with myself understand it like this there is no physical universe without the trinity triguna no physical universe is possible without these three and in this entire conversation in all the stories so far we have only spoken about two not the third even though the third is the primary deity of all yogis we haven't spoken much about that we might at a later stage for now let us stick to vishnu and brahma so the trinity is brahma vishnu and mahesh in terms of guna they are called sattva tamas rajas tamas attributed to shiva sattva attributed to lord vishnu rajoguna ya rajas attributed to lord brahma there is no physical universe without a combination of these three more of one or less of the other will create different forms of physical existence in the vedic sciences every physical existence everything in physical existence is a combination of the three and different forms are created 
because of different combinations of the three nothing in the physical universe exists without the three sattva guna rajoguna tamoguna your five elements have been formed exactly by the same process and all the forms life forms or not all physical forms are a combination of the five elements now this is uh, pure science i am not going too deep into this just an introduction because the entire act of creation the way it is described in the devi puran in the first read i could not make a head and tail of it very very detailed so i will probably read it two three more times and then be in a position to explain for now let us just stick to the basics so three guna three qualities all three qualities are required for anything to be a part of the physical universe the five elements in combination make up this entire physical universe so far so good not very difficult to understand obviously each of these five elements are the way they are because of the combination of the three gunas something is more dense something is not more dense more rajoguna more unchanging more sattva guna more spontaneous more uh, volatile more tamoguna clear no not clear i'll explain akasha akasha will represent sattva guna it doesn't move no movement no effervescence no volatility most volatile air less volatile than air water more volatile than water fire least volatile earth we will take a shortcut straight to human life human life or the human body inherited after being through 84 lakh wombs primary guna rajoguna you move uh, downward in the hierarchy of your ancestry animal ancestry more rajoguna limited but more rajoguna and to balance out the rajoguna if you are only rajoguna then you will die quickly to balance out the rajoguna tamoguna so ab an animal even the smallest creature will have a combination of these two more tamoguna more ferocious less tamoguna less ferocious make sense we will have to make do with it for now because we can't get into a detailed conversation on this yet what about human beings at birth without sanskara without uh, higher knowledge living in the caves like the rest of your uh, primate ancestors no difference 
combination of a balance of rajoguna and tamoguna you were predatorial and yet you had more intelligence you know the whole construction of the human body which we will cover in detail in a different session is the ultimate epitome of nature's creation it is such a fantastic surviving machine it is so full of refined technology of life on earth so as your brains grew as you started to spend more and more time upright as you forced your brain to fight for nourishment because now it was getting much less your brain started to grow along with your brain your perceptions started to grow your senses became more and more refined you could cognize and recognize you started to become more and more aware of the world around you you could decipher cause and effect you started to think you started to observe and infer and your inferences started to get more and more accurate about natural phenomenon you could see the clouds and you knew it won't rain you see ants know ants can sense the coming of the rains but they also very often fail they prepare they slog it out and the rains don't come <laughs> so humans started to observe recognize comprehend infer it did not stop there it didn't stop at natural phenomenon it went beyond to the stars and we evolved from amoeba to ambipapa we evolved ambipapa means baby human baby is ambipapa in tamil so from amoeba single cell to ambipapa we evolved physically and from uh, the ambipapa the small infant to a buddhijeevi the wise one we grew we evolved and we started to recognize things that were uh, beyond the obvious beyond the observable we developed perceptions intelligences to do so not all not everyone but everyone has the potential to do so and that is why the vedic traditions have preached that people should look to inculcate more sattva guna because rajoguna and tamoguna are already available to us in abundance that is our basic nature physical nature sattva guna is something worth aspiring for because it will enable your progress beyond the physical plane 
So why do we pray to Lord Vishnu? That should be a no-brainer. When the whole universe is established in Him, He is the Lord. <laughs> why would you not pray to Him? And uh, He is the only one capable of filling your Hiranyagarbha, inhabiting it and create the world the way you want it. Huh? What am I talking about? Let me remind you that the microcosm is created in exactitude of the macrocosm. So when a story is referring to Brahma, it is also referring to his extension, that is you. <laughs> that is why you don't pray to Brahma. There are no temples except for Pushkar, there are no Brahma temples. If you go and visit a Shivalinga, yes, you will find Brahma there. There are mythological stories as to why that is so. Not relevant to our current conversation, so we will not get into that. But the truth beyond even that story is that you are an extension of the Brahma, the Lord of creation. How? Prime of Asi dominant guna of a human being is Rajoguna. You are extremely creative. Huh? I am not an artist. I am not a... I am not into art. That is not the only creation. Your life is a creation of yours. How is that? Well... At the foundation of your life upon which you have constructed everything you call life is one decision, one experience. A human being becomes a criminal based on one major event in his childhood or her childhood. The rest of life is a post-traumatic stress disorder. A world created on top of this foundation created. It didn't exist before that. If the foundational experience had been different, the world created on top of that would be different. So Lord Brahma created you and he continued to exist within. That is why you can imagine, that is why you can visualize, that is why you can desire. Your desires are all Brahma. You see something and you want to create that into your universe, into your life. Yes or no? So he is in complete control of you. Rajoguna. Your Tamoguna shows up only to fulfill your desires. By nature you are not Tamasik. By nature, human beings are not violent, unlike a predatorial animal. So there is no need for you to pray to Brahma. He is very easy for you to please, because you are an extension of Him. <laughs> As children, you could uh, recreate yourself 20 times in a day, yes or no? And most of our frustrations in life Okay, not most, many. Many of our frustrations in life stem from those days as well. 
if you dig deeper if you revisit your childhood and all the decisions you made you will be amazed at how much the those days when you imagined yourself recreated yourself in your imagination 20 times a day have contributed to your belief systems so when you invite the lord vishnu into your life you are doing what brahma did in that story your life is the hiranya garbha of your life's experience your desires each desire of yours each wish of yours each want of yours is a hiranya garbha like brahma you would try and uh, deal with it yourself like brahma you will try and achieve it within your means you will struggle and then you will invite tamoguna into it you will go to war with it you will use all means hook and the crook to try and achieve it and then you will fail and that is when you will look up in despair <laughs> and ask for divine help isn't that true for you oh yeah so take a shortcut look to lord vishnu go towards the sattva guna you cannot not have rajoguna as long as you are human you cannot not have tamoguna as long as your physical roots are in your animal ancestry what you need to aspire for is sattva guna invite the lord vishnu invite narayan into your life he will come and uh, inhabit fully occupy your hiranya garbha and it will come alive bhakti yoga is about doing that whether you are a krishna follower or a buddha follower or ram is your lord they are all telling you the same thing move upward to sattva guna so the purpose of yoga is add more and more and more sattva guna so that you become more you so that you become more one with yourself because you are not what you are imagining you to yourself to be nobody here is alone alone you have no chance so like a criminal who has created a full life on top of this foundational experience which obviously was negative you and me and everyone have done exactly that we have constructed this life of ours on top of a foundation it became possible because in some way accidentally or incidentally we invited lord vishnu into our lives <laughs> i'm talking about those things which could not be achieved uh, by rajas and damas stuff that you couldn't fight for stuff that you couldn't fight and win over and if you still have it in your life it is because of that so in bhakti marga being whole being 
in yoga would mean inviting the grace of lord vishnu or any other deity it's okay i mean when i say lord vishnu please the shiva <laughs> followers don't uh, be heartbroken or the devi bhakt no 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 there is no difference okay let me share this with you the first bombastic statement of the devi purana right in the beginning is this purana this knowledge is not for somebody who thinks vishnu and shiva to be opposites <laughs> yoga means to recognize existence as one now in uh, a pursuit like that you can't have dualism you can't have opposites you can't have enemies in the same pack you understand this i'll just uh, conclude this episode with one shloka akashat patitam toyam yatha gachati sagaram sarva deva namaskarah केशवं प्रति गच्छति केशवं प्रति गच्छति ओम नमयति इट मींस लाइक ईच ड्रॉप दैट फॉल्स फ्रॉम द स्काइस समहाउ एनीहाउ फाइंड्स इट्स वे टू द ओशंस टू द सीज सिमिलरली एवरी प्रेयर ऑफर्ड टू एनी गॉड एनी डेटी will find its way to the almighty include more sattva guna into your life and i will see you in the next episode